Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending January 8th, 2021. Um, I am Sophie Antelgibert, and I'm joined today by our Chief Investment Strategist, Eric Ristabin. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Sophie. Happy New Year. Um, it's Happy only New been Year. a week. Yes, exactly, right? It's only been a week. Markets have had quite a lot to react to um, that I'm hoping we can get your insights on and your perspective on. Yeah. I'm hoping we can cover off on the following items. First is we have the election results from the Georgia Senate runoff um, election and also some unexpected events in Washington, D.C. this week. Uh, so want to get your thoughts on how is the market reacting? How is it interpreting all of this news? Second is looking at um, we got U.S. jobs data released today. How does that look compared to what your outlook was um, for the beginning of this year and what your outlook is for the rest of this year regarding jobs in the U.S.? And then lastly, this is actually our first week um, post-Brexit uh, with the U.K. now really, truly, officially not part of the European Union anymore. How are things looking there? How is, how is Europe reacting? How are, how are European markets reacting? Does that sound good? Sure. So, Eric, starting off, maybe let's start off with the um, Georgia Senate runoff election. We got results on that sort of finalized on Wednesday at the same time as there was um, turmoil in the Capitol in Washington, D.C. Can you give us some perspective? What what was the outcome of the election? How did that compare to what expectations were? How did the market react? A lot of news in a very short week. Uh, so 2021 it started off with a bang. Uh, the Georgia election, which was, you know, feels so long ago, was on Tuesday. So, uh, you know, on it does Tuesday, feel like so last year almost, but it, <laughs> it does seem a lot longer ago than than, than just Tuesday. Um, but but in that election, obviously, um, the two Democratic candidates uh, won both Senate seats in the state of Georgia. It, that was a reversal of, of recent trends, although it is obviously becoming a state that's more purple in color in terms of the balance. Now, what that's done, obviously, is that it, it's allowed that blue wave that immediately before November 3rd was expected to actually manifest itself. Although I'm not sure how much of a wave it is, is, is it if it's somewhat of a tide change. Um, yeah, or it's a little bit of a ripple, maybe. <laughs> it's a ripple. It's an important ripple, but it's not yeah. the kind of thing that a lot of people were, you know, some people were hoping so for, and some people were dreading. Um, you got you got kind of the middle, and 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 what it means is that the the Senate now is con- will be controlled by Democrats um, by literally the narrowest of margins. It is a fifty fifty mix between the Republicans and the Democrats in in the in the Senate, which means Kamala Harris is the the new vice president will break the ties, which allows the Democrats to pass legislation. Um, that they see um, as attractive because they control the House and they also control the presidency. Challenges, they don't, number of challenges in terms of how ambitious that agenda can be from a Democratic perspective. Number one, they're not going to be override the filibuster, which provides limitations um, because they don't have enough seats in the Senate to come close to overriding a filibuster on anything that is reasonably contentious. Um, the other issue is that they have an incredibly narrow margin. Um, uh, and the Congress and the House is not actually the margin isn't that big either. But the market liked about the result. Um, I think this may have surprised some people was that the market actually has been up since then. And I, even regardless of the, the stuff that we saw, um, the, the things that we saw on Wednesday, which were horribly troubling, um, 
the market's up. And I think it's up because the market thinks that one of the things that Democrats are going to do and can do and will do is actually have more stimulus. And and Eric, I'm assuming you, you mentioned that the um, U.S. markets have been up. I'm assuming you were looking at the S&P 500 when you said I guess that. I was looking at the S&P 500. Uh, the okay. S&P was up about one and a half percent this 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 week. Okay, terrific. No, that's that's really helpful. Sticking with the U.S. Um, for a moment, obviously there was there was turmoil in in Washington D.C. Markets seem to take that in stride, it sounds like, as well as the jobs number that was released um, this morning. Can you give us some perspective into that? Yeah, it, there was remarkably very little volatility around the events on, on Wednesday in, in, the, in the Capitol. Um, obviously, unfortunate um, images I, I don't think anybody in the United States would, wants to see is the the seat of power and ca- uh, of, of our democracy of where we're taken. But the reality is I think the markets were waiting and seeing and see if there was going to be what the reaction was going to be. And I, I think at this point, the market is, is probably concerned by the images, but not overly concerned about its impact on the economy and the markets. Um, I, I think later in the week, and you mentioned it is the, the jobs number. Um, I said the the S and P five up five hundred was up one and a half percent this week. Um, I, I think that is more kind of a combination of an expectation of incremental stimulus, and I think that jobs number of negative one hundred forty thousand jobs is the first time in eight months we had a negative um, job growth number for the United States. Uh, the unemployment rate remained unchanged at six point seven percent, but a, a weak jobs number, you know. Bad news is good news sometimes. And to the market, I think it's, you know, co- collectively, it's a confirmation of what they thought was what was happening, which is the, the virus containment message, uh, measures are actually having an impact on the U.S. economy. And one of the first places that's showing up in a really meaningful way is jobs, not surprisingly. Um, and, and I think that, you know, that was probably the takeaway was that weak jobs numbers means more stimulus and the market likes stimulus with, you know, in the long run, it, it, you know, we may have troubles from paying for all this stuff, but in the short run, they like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that new variant of the, of the COVID, um, of the COVID virus really sort of taking hold um, or appearing to certainly, you know, sort of leads us also to the UK, which now is sort of in a, in a post-Brexit environment is also sort of in, in the midst of a surge in this, in this new variant of the, of the virus. Um, what are what does post Brexit life look like in week one for both the UK and for the rest of the European Union, Eric? Take a step back. Um, one of the more remarkable things when you looked at kind of the market behavior in, in December was the the very low volatility that you saw in both the UK stock market and the European stock market broadly. Um, I think there's been so much drama, so much emotion placed on on Brexit that I think the market was just basically saying you've you've lost your ability to shock me in terms of these negotiations. I'm going to wait until everything is done and the and the and the dust is settled. Um, now the dust is settled because at the very last minute they actually reached an agreement. Um, but I, I think the market likes that, uh, and and certainly I think you've seen that. Um, the UK market, is, the FTSE 100 was up about 6% on the week. Um, so quite a bit more than the S&P 500. Um, the European market was up about, by the stock 600 was up about 2.95%, so just shy of 3%. 
So one was double, one was quadruple the performance of the S&P 500. Now, that sounds fantastic, but basically it kind of brings in line the performance of Europe and the UK with the rest of the globe, because over the last month, markets globally have actually been strong. So I think of this week as kind of a kind of a deferred, you know, uh, optimism around the va- vaccine and its eventual impact and, and the potential for more stimulus kind of everywhere in the U.S. and everywhere in the world. I see that as kind of a now that we've gotten Brexit over, we can actually celebrate those events and start pricing them in the stock. So we kind of caught up in those things. Well, thank you, Eric. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today, but this is incredibly helpful. Thank you for sharing your insights with us uh, today. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you again soon.